Okay, we're recording. It's time for the intro music. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HTS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Sports podcast. Uh... This is episode 218 for the week of January 16th, 2022. The title of this episode is Being Professional. My name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire. And this week I'm joined by the man in the Space Station Gaming Sherpa hoodie who is definitely sitting right next to me in person. Yeah, yeah. Not virtually. Not over Discord. Not with a fake-ass green screen effects due to NVIDIA broadcast technology. Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Rayham. Will, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, you know, things happen. We make this work. We continue on. Uh, how are you doing? How, I, I was setting everything up for this. Uh, you know, it is it is what it is. Uh, no, I, I think when I, when I moved everything from Streamlabs OBS, because fuck Streamlabs, to um, here on OBS Studio... Every, for the most part, everything moved over fine. Um, there's just a couple of things that need to be tweaked, but no, I think we're, I think we're doing all right. So awesome. we're here. Um, awesome. Will, I'm not going to lie to you. This week's show is big. So to cut, to cut the bullshit, do you want to know what's on this week's episode of the show? Yeah. What are we, uh, what are we hitting on today? Tons of tournament announcements, including the official HCS FFAs. A read-through of the new HCS update blog that is now taking place of the uh, designing the Halo Esports ecosystem blog series. Fnatic has officially announced their roster for the HCS, and no surprise to anyone, it's the Team War roster, but we'll talk about that later. Community tournaments are recapped. Our first topic of the week with the HCS Open and Pro Series results, and our second topic of the week with the Royal One and Lethal Fines. The Halo Infinite feedback loop continues with some promising updates. And the Call of Duty League officially speaks up on the upcoming season. Shio right. states, we wanted them for graphite. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then Vicky says, he looks like a giant next to you. Hey, we we have to do what we can do, and this is what we can do, so fuck it. Uh, <laughs> so without further ado, I'm in charge of buttons this week, so uh, let's get into some competitive news. I forgot what button it was, but it's okay. That's why we have little post-its next to the button for me to read to figure out which one it is. Halo Data Hive updates by Halo Data Hive over on Twitter.com. And I quote, full match stats, including objective stats are available. CSR now included on match list on player page and new service record filters. But that's not all. No, 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 no. That's not all. Voodoo says not public, by the way. Oh, motherfucker. All right. Oh, I'll change that real quick. God damn it. Martin, welcome to the live show. There, permissions have been updated. You should be able to open it now. Let me know if it works. If it still doesn't work, then I'll do the thing, but it should work now. But the other Halo Data Hive update uh, that is officially live as well is that uh, all necessary infinite changes for pro scrim tracking have been added as well. So now scrims are being tracked on halodatahive.com. You should go to halodatahive.com, type a type your gamer tag in, and look at your infinite stats. 
Well, thank you, Martin, for letting me know that I fucked up. So I appreciate it. Uh, tournament announcements by many. First up, we have UYU introducing the UYU Women of Infinite, a women's 4v4 Halo Infinite tournament. Hosted by UYU and our Halo community friends, powered by Astro Gaming. Um, it is on February 5th, a $700 prize pool with crowdfunding as well, and it's prizing by Astro. Next up is Jay Gravity, who is putting on a Spartan Palmer $5,000 4v4 female tournament. It will be on March 5th. Any potential sponsors out there that want to work with Blackhand for this tournament, direct message them. Next up is Penn Halo. They have an update for their winter LAN. It is now going to be taking place on March 4th and 5th of 2022. So in a couple months time. And then Meta Plays. For Halo Wars 2 fans out there, it's been a little bit of a time before this. But Halo Wars 2 Meta Plays League Season 2 announcement. This season will be made up of the following tournaments. Uh, a monthly number 7, number 8, number 9, number 10, number 11. All are open tournaments, double elimination, one-day events, each with a $100 prize pool, and they'll be taking place on January 23rd, February 19th, March 20th, April 23rd, and May 15th. And then the season finale will be Hell Jumpers, a $300 invitational group stage into single elimination uh, one-day event on June 19th. And Justin, I know you're joking, but oh, man. You'd be surprised the amount of dumb shit I see online in regards to that. There will also be additional no stakes tournaments intended for sub champion players. Uh, skirmishes number two, three, four, and five. They all um, are giving out a hundred meta plays points for their prize. They are all open tournaments, double elimination, um, all with free scheduling. And they're taking place on, uh, well, I'm seeing two dates here. Mm, I'm just going to say February 13th, March 13th, April 10th, and May 8th. And that if those aren't the right dates, then they're going to be in the Google Doc of the show. It's the show, exclamation point, show, it's in chat. Now the link works. What's up, Silos? Welcome to the live show. Calgary Halo is next. Wild West Wednesdays. Six events. Weekly signups open in North America only. Weekly prize of $200 Canadian, along with two three-month Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Codes, two four-packs of Red Bull, and two Acquire and Calgary Halo t-shirts. So, you know. Sign up. Compete. And get yourself a swanky-ass t-shirt. Esports Arena. Series E Halo Infinite Qualifiers. The dates are here. Get ready to make history and become the first ever sponsored players for Series E, Halo Infinite. All Series E circuits begin with qualifiers, and the Halo Infinite qualifiers will take place on January 31st and February 7th at 4 p.m. PST. Each qualifier will consist of a 64-team max double elimination bracket. The winning team from each qualifier will earn their slot for the inaugural season of Series E, Halo Infinite, with each individual player receiving a title sponsorship from one of our many brands, including, but not limited to, Vizio, Nerf, Intel, Razer, Splash, and Excedrin. Because headaches in Season 1. 
Once qualifiers finish, the winning teams will be signed during uh, during Series E Halo Infinite Draft Day on February 21st. And then the fun really begins with the first week of Season 1 starting on February 28th at 4 p.m. PST. The season will consist of two nights of competition each week over the course of eight weeks. Every Monday, the newly signed Series E teams, Esports Arena Red and Esports Arena Blue, will compete in a 64-team open bracket for a $1,000 prize pool against anyone who signs up. Then, every Wednesday, there will be featured invite-only exhibition matches with a range of different formats to keep things fresh for everyone involved. Winning teams signed to Esports Arena during draft day. Season 1 of Series E Halo Infinite is eight weeks long. Again, Monday night, uh, Monday night's $1,000 prize pool, 4 p.m. PSC start time, 64-team capacity, double elimination, best of three and best of fives. Sign-ups go live the Wednesday before each event. And then on Wednesday nights, a $500 prize pool, 2 p.m. PSC start time, invite-only exhibition matches against the sign against the signed Series E teams. So there you go. And then the final tournament announcement that we have for this week, HCS FFA tournaments are officially announced. This is by HCS and Face It. Every Monday from January 17th, so today, through March 28th, and then we have a break, and then from May 23rd to August 29th, each event is single elimination. North America and EU will have 512 spots available while Mexico and Australia and New Zealand will have 256 spots available. So, y'all wanted H, uh, FFA competition, and now you officially have it. But hey, there's still no... Um, right play this in the game. <clears throat> Sorry to take a drink of water. Oh, throat got a little clogged there. I didn't know what was happening. All right, Will, you ready? Yeah. All right. So the HCS update for January 2022 is by Tashi over on HaloWaypoint.com. Um, this used to be the Designing the Halo Esports Ecosystem blog that Tashi would release every month. Um, there's been a little bit of a quote-unquote hiatus, I guess you could say, with that series because Infinite had released and there wasn't really much to talk about in the grand scheme of things. But... Uh, we have a brand new blog here. It's called the HCS update, and this is going to take place of that series. And here we go. Hey everyone. Welcome to the first in a new blog series. We'll call the HCS update up to this point. Our blogs have been focused on how we've been putting together the halo esports ecosystem. Now that the game has been released and the HCS is off to a blistering start, we want to keep the transparent communication going in this blog series, which will be regular, but not monthly. We're going to be providing a state of the union of sorts to talk about what's been going well, where we plan to make uh, changes, as well as an address feedback that we've received. This will be the main place to look for updates on some of the larger and longer led evolutions of our program. For clarity, this is not the place for broader updates and insights into the game itself. Stay tuned on that front. Therefore, I imagine like sandbox updates, so on and so forth. That's not what this blog post is going to, that's not what this blog series is going to be about. The incredible relaunch of the HCS has us at 343 Industries feeling grateful. As we said from the start, the success of HCS is dependent upon everyone in the ecosystem coming together and playing their part. And that's exactly what's happening. 
Thank you. Let's keep up this momentum, continue to support each other, and let's focus our sights on the next event in Anaheim. So, all right, Tashi, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to talk about a number of things. Anaheim, restating our goals, provide a status update on how the HCS is performing based on our expectations coming in, Raleigh results, touch on future partner teams, and address feedback about Raleigh, observer mode, and upcoming community surveys. We know most of you have Anaheim top of mind, so let's start there. The next live event in the season is the North America Regional Finals in Anaheim, which is operated by DreamHack. This event, like other regional events and supers, are what are considered to be minors, as opposed to, as opposed to the Raleigh Major. This means you'll typically see a smaller event scope with fewer overall bells and whistles in the presentation and fewer players and spectators. And as announced last on the HCS Twitter we're no longer able to feature a live in-person audience and the open competition will be played online. See below for updated information regarding qualifiers and the event format. For the qualifiers, as originally planned, the top eight teams from the kickoff major in Raleigh uh, started not only in the first Pro Series tournament, but also earned pool play at the North America Regional Final in Anaheim. These teams are Cloud9, E United, FaZe Clan, Sentinels, Space Station Gaming, G2 Esports, Optic Gaming, and Kansas City Pioneers. You might be thinking, wait, didn't Navi get top eight in Raleigh? The, the answer is yeah. However, they're a European team and therefore not eligible for the North American Regional in Anaheim. Because G2 had the highest amount of points out of the teams that placed 9 through 12 in Raleigh, they earned that final eighth spot. Originally, Pool play in Anaheim was going to feature 12 teams and the qualifier on January 29th and 30th was going to find the last four teams. However, with 16 total teams in attendance in Anaheim, the qualifier will now take the top eight teams and see them through to Anaheim. Those additional eight teams will also be provided travel coverage to the event. So the Anaheim format. The format for Anaheim is quite close to the original format and should be familiar to players and fans alike. So for pool play, four pools of four teams drawn before the event, single round robin best of five, first place team receives a bye and moves to winner's round two of the championship bracket, second and third place teams go into winner's round one, and the fourth place team gets bumped down to elimination round one, or losers. Championship bracket. I'm never going to let that go, Will. No, no, I know. I, I know. <laughs> Championship bracket. Double elimination. All 16 teams. Best of five until the grand finals, which will be a best of seven. COVID protocol. Day by day and week by week, the landscape around the COVID-19 pandemic continues to change. And while we're glad to be able to still have a competition on land, we still need to abide by local regulations and work with the Microsoft security and events teams. Below is what you can expect with the event. Face masks are required for all individuals. All players and staff must self-attest to their health in the Microsoft Health Check app each day and check in before entering the venue. For those vaccinated, you must upload your vaccination proof to the Microsoft Health Check app. And all players and staff must provide proof of negative PCR tests within 72 hours of entering the venue. Now, I want to just, I didn't see if this was addressed online, 
But I do want to add that there were questions around that uh, the all players and staff must provide proof of negative PCR tests within 72 hours of entering the venue. There are questions around if I am fully vaccinated, do I still have to do this? And I don't think that was answered. So if I'm going based off strictly what's in this article, I would assume that no matter who you are, vaccinated or not, you need to do it. But again, I'm not the one who can speak on this. I would message Tashi, the HCS team, see if you can get a response if nobody's responded yet. Okay, hardware. Finally, we can confirm today that the tournament will be played on the Xbox Series X with PCs as the servers. We are continuing our investigation of the issues we saw from Raleigh and are targeting reinstating PCs for play for the Kansas City Major on April 29th through May 1st. We'll, of course, be providing updates as we draw closer to the event. So I wonder if AMD is pretty happy about that right now. Um, But I doubt it. Finally, media will not be permitted on site at the event and for any other media inquiries, please email halo at eslgaming.com. We'll share more details in the coming weeks on broadcast schedule. Thank you to everyone in the community and our partners for your understanding and continued support. Restating our goals. In the first ecosystem blog, which was released almost a year ago at this point, we stated our original goals for HCS and these still hold true. Now that we've started, we just want to remind everyone again at the top, it's important to understand our goals because it is how we make decisions for the HCS. These are the goals and how we determine the success of the program and ecosystem. Success in these areas means we can expand and grow over time. Shortcomings in these areas means we may need to rethink our approach. Extend engagement outside of our games with players and potential players. Build a platform that players, teams, sponsors, tournament operators, and content creators can sustain successful businesses around. That includes participating and investing in Halo needs to provide returns based on their goals. Build a vision and aspiration for our fans, players, and gamers to create a movement. We want to create as many 1 plus 1 equals 3 scenarios as possible. If we all band together, we can truly create something special. Create exciting and epic moments in gaming culture. When are the times you're creating a moment and capturing the attention of the greater online gaming community? And finally, player retention, loyalty, engagement, and more in-game. The development team will own these goals more than the esports team, but it's still important for us to track and contribute to. In other words, think of like a, a Twitch drop, if you will. Performance. So, how are we performing? And when I say we, I mean everyone in the ecosystem, from teams to tournament operators, players, fans, and us at 343, because we're all in this together. Let's take a look. Viewership. We've already seen record viewership for Hall, for Hall, for all Halo Infinite Esports within the first online qualifier, surpassing concurrent viewers of all prior Halo Esports events, except for the Halo World Championships. With Raleigh having now concluded, we have now set the new record for all of Halo Esports, and in terms of concurrency, we have doubled the prior record from Halo World Championship 2017. We said it many times in the past, but viewership is absolutely critical to the success of this ecosystem. And we're so thankful to have so many fans watching. We'd like to also thank the amazing co-streamers that we partnered with and provided Twitch drops to. We're very happy to see, the, uh, to see they saw an increase in viewership as well. Participation. We're also seeing record participation in HCS with 788 global teams participating in the second online qualifier and selling out 
all team passes from Raleigh. We also saw over 600 players sign up for the FFA down in Raleigh. Overall, this is incredibly strong, and we're looking to keep the momentum going. But Will, I wonder how many people actually competed in that FFA, because I doubt it was 600. Yeah, it didn't feel like it. Just saying. As I say, because every lobby would have been full at that point. Um, partner teams. Since launch, we've been excited to see so much interest from organizations looking to join the HCS and potentially the team partnership program as well. While we've been having a number of meetings already behind the scenes, we wanted to share our thoughts publicly as well, so the entire ecosystem knows our approach. In terms of expansion, it's critical for us that we're taking good care of our launch partners rather than expanding the partnership program too quickly. We don't want to, in a matter of a year, expand from nine partners to dozens and forget about our launch partners. It's important to us that our growth in partnerships is slow and steady. We're currently targeting one to four new partnerships for the second wave in the partnership program. Now, this is not a quota, however. There's not a minimum number of teams that we feel we need to hit no matter what. The quality of the teams is the most important part of this. And yo, hey, Jake with the sub. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciated. You get a woo and drop those woos in the chat. With regards to timing, we're targeting opening up applications for partnerships in the February to April 22 timeframe. We will announce when applications are open. We'll be publicly sharing the requirements needed to apply, what we're looking for in a partner, and we will publicly announce the new partners once we've made our final selections. This process will take months and we'll likely not announce new partners until late 2022. While North America is a focus region for us at launch, we're actively seeking international team partners that have a shared vision of growth for Halo Esports while also meeting our high standards and criteria. We'll provide more updates on this process in 2022. For now, any potential partners can email me at tashi at 343industries.com. And finally, feedback. We also want to use this blog series to talk about various feedback that we've received both about the competitive experience of the game, but also various parts of the esports program. As mentioned above, this isn't the blog series that will dive into broader game updates. Okay? So the Raleigh open bracket. Raleigh was the first Halo Infinite ever and the largest HCS event ever. And overall... I think what that meant to say was Raleigh was the first infinite LAN ever and the largest HCS event ever. And overall, we felt we delivered on a very strong experience through and through. However, we've heard from some players that competed in the open bracket that the experience there was less than satisfactory, with the main complaints being lack of time to warm up, extra long wait times, mouse and keyboard support, and more. Coming out of Raleigh, the HCS team and esports engine have been meeting to discuss where improvements could be made all it could be made all up, and that, of course, includes the open bracket, as that's a priority for us. We are confident that for Kansas City, we'll be able to build on the experience in Raleigh and continue to not only provide a competitive open bracket tournament, but also a fun weekend to spend time with the Halo community. So there was literally no information as to what they're actually going to do to help fix those problems, but hey, they know of them, and they said that hopefully these will be better for the next time. Yeah, um, it's tough with the situation they're in with with COVID. I understand not wanting everyone to be touching all the stations, everything they're doing. And then also the fact that they have 
dev kits, right? They don't want people meddling with the dev kits. So that was another side of it that people didn't think of. But yeah, getting being able to warm up for your matches, being able to play is is huge to an open bracket scene. And that, that needs to continue moving forward. I agree completely. I just, uh, the only thing that I wish would happen in this blog, uh, if we're, if we're talking strictly about the feedback side of things, is like if they had just some specific examples of what they're going to do to fix these things. So we'll just, sure. we'll just wait. We'll have to wait and see to use a line that we always say on the show. But like I yeah. said, if based off this blog post, they know that these are issues. They they've seen all the feedback online. It's just, they need to act on that. And it sounds like that's their plan. Um, Justin says D2 isn't on game pass anymore. Uninstalled. Oh no. It's on PC game pass. Uh, Justin. Oh, oh no. I almost combined destiny and Justin together and said Dustin. So I'm sorry. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Ooh. Ooh is right. But yeah, Justin, it's on PC game pass, even though you don't have a game PC. So, you know, get on that, bro. I'm just kidding. Observer mode with regards to observer mode. There are two main pieces of feedback that we've heard. The first being about colors and difficulty reading things like the scoreboard. And then also the misalignment of reticle for online events with regards to colors. Our goal is here. Our goal here is to match the outlines and UI elements to the branding of the teams. And we're working with the development team on improvements here so that it's clear and readable for viewers regarding the reticle misalignment. This is caused by an increase in latency, which is why it's uh, most apparent during online matches as opposed to on LAN. To set expectations, this is not a simple fix and will take quite a bit of time to see significant improvements. On top of these, there are other bugs and improvements that we're tracking for improvement and the experience will continue to be refined over time. Again, they he Tashi mentions that one of the things that people had for feedback was the not being able to read things on the scoreboard. Um, and there was no mention of what they're doing to fix that. Now, what I will say is this, um, if you guys haven't been following along, just like watching basically anybody's streams that, that streams Halo Infinite, you may notice that some players, they have larger text on their scoreboard in their kill feed, um, on their, on their, like just their HUD layout in general, in your accessibility options in game there is an option for text size and that text size is not just for like subtitles or whatever. It's for all the main elements in the UI. So your, your scoreboard, your kill feed, your HUD, everything, the text will be larger. Um, the biggest setting I wouldn't recommend doing it's fucking massive, but like you could just do large or whatever the middle setting is. And you could probably be fine with that. If you wanted to see things a little bit more clearly. Um, hopefully they're able to make some tweaks. I know this would be development time and, uh, probably lower on their, on their like hierarchy for things that they want to get done. Um, but obviously work on the UI itself, like work on the HUD itself would be development work. And that would take a lot more time. So hopefully we see something down the line to make it a little bit easier for people who maybe add a live event, um, and, they're not, and they want to be watching the screens at the event. So they're able to see things better. Again, it's a very small thing, probably in the grand scheme of things. Um, but yeah, hopefully that gets done later. But like I said, go into the accessibility options of your game itself and change the text size. If you want to see things a little bit bigger, make things easier to read. Um, midweek tournaments. 
We've also heard feedback that for some players, the midweek tournaments are difficult to participate in. Our approach is to have content available to watch throughout the week and not stack everything during the weekend. Our goal is to drive viewership as well as avoid conflicts with other streams and events. Ultimately, this is a balance between viewership and schedules for people to participate. We will look at the results and make determinations based on our goals. If we feel we're not meeting them, then we'll adjust accordingly. You know what? That's, I'm, this is one of those instances where this may not have been the response that I necessarily wanted, but this is a, this is a response that I completely respect because this is what they're trying to do. Their goals are, we need to have sustained and increased viewership over time. And if we stack it, everything over the weekend and there are other community events going on, there's other esports events going on. What's to say that you're not going to have everything. You're not going to have all the viewership that you could possibly want over the weekend. So by splitting things out like this, I think that's great. Will, what do you think about the the Thursday Pro Series events? You know, it's it's not ideal, but it does make sense. It, it is what it is, and yeah, you do have to have that continued um, content out there. It can't all just be in one spot one time because then it's it's just not going to be effective. One hundred percent. And and for those who are unaware, uh, the Pro Series events. So your Open Series tournaments, your Open Series tournaments take place over the weekend, right? And then your pro series tournaments are actually spread out amongst three days. So typically you have a Tuesday being Australia, New Zealand, and Mexico, I believe Wednesday being EU and then Thursday being North America. And these are all taking consider taking into consideration North American time zones. So like things obviously going to be different depending upon where you live, but that's kind of how they break out, break out down here. Um, so yeah, you, you have that continual, string of content over the week and they're all professionally broadcasted. Um, all the VODs are on YouTube as well. It's just, it's, it's, I like it. I like it. And then finally more international involvement. We're very thankful to have many passionate competitors across so many different countries in the world who are looking to participate in the HCS. It's critical for us that we're building the HCS in a way that is sustainable long-term. And because of that, we decided to launch for focus on the four main regions competing today, uh, where they are, where they're, Jesus Christ, where there are the most players and viewers. Over time, as we strive to hit our goals year over year, we do have plans to slowly add more countries and regions into the scene. We're going to be taking a methodical approach to this, and you will see us leveraging programs like HTS Grassroots to support local tournament operator groups and communities to begin hosting competition. As those grow and mature, we'll look for small ways to include those players in the broader program when and where it makes sense. Before we decide to officially bring in a new region for the HCS, we need to ensure that that slice of the ecosystem is strong and sustainable first. Keep an eye out for HCS grassroots competitions that are announced in the coming months. So, technically, that is the end of the article. But... If you scroll a little bit down further, there is something else that we're going to talk about later on in one of our topics. So that technically does it for the competitive news. Your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo esports needs. And some merch you can buy as well. Uh, on Monday, that's today, January 17th. 
You have the HCS FFA series for North America, EU, Australia, New Zealand, and Mexico all week one. Obviously, it's the start of the series. On Tuesday, January 18th, we have the HCS Pro Series, Australia, New Zealand, and Mexico week number three. Wednesday, January 19th, we have the HCS Pro Series for EU week number three. And the Calgary Halo Wild West Wednesdays week number one. On Thursday, January 20th, the HCS Pro Series for North America, week number three. See, I told you, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then on Friday, January 21st, we have the EGL Master Chief Cup number seven. On Saturday, January 22nd, we have whew, the Community Gaming Halo Infinite 4v4 Variant $1,000 Tournament, the Exile Gaming $5,000 Halo Infinite LAN, the EGL Halo Banished Cup, the Vanguard Halo Series Winter Circuit Online number one, the CGL battle on Zeta Halo 4v4, the, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, the Padia Gaming Halo Infinite Women's 2v2, and the Halo Espana Rising Legends Halo Infinite Tournament. So, Saturday is going to be a big boy. And that's it for your upcoming turns of the week presented by NoobCombo.com! Check out NoobCombo.com for all the Halo Esports needs. Will Wallax! Yes, so we have some roster mania finally. Um, and it's Fnatic. They finally have a team. They picked up the old war team, so it's going to be Envoy, Septify, Super CC, and Jazeera coming over. So uh, sad to see that that team war didn't make it through. But Fnatic now has their roster. I'm curious at what their thought process was on picking these guys up. They had said that they were looking for kind of some uh, free agents, some unknown talent possibly, and they decided to go with some talent that's actually already been there so yeah that's what kind of interesting to see what happens in the future with them agreed that's what kind of threw me for a loop too is that they in that interview they're like we really think we could create a all-star roster of all free agents and i'm thinking to myself hey man good luck to you that sounds awesome but like i don't know and then (laughs) and then they're like hey we got two more it's like all right there you go will i talked a lot already so i'm gonna let you do the scrim recaps to lead right into the tournament league recaps. So will please take it away. Perfect. Yes. These are provided by Forerunner GG. And on Monday, January 10th, we had X set five, three against complex complexity cloud nine, 10, three against G two optic gaming one, nine, four against Sentinels on Tuesday, January 11th, we had E United go up against fanatic. That was 11, one for E United space space station. The giant Sherpa hoodie I'm wearing. Uh, 10 to 3 against Built by Gamers. And then Cloud 9, 7 to 6 against Optic. Close series there. So um, these scrims sometimes translate, sometimes don't translate to the actual tournaments. It all kind of depends on how the how things fall. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But what I'm seeing is Optic is performing well in these scrims. They it's always just, do. They always do. Yeah. It's, man. It's something's in- got to, the, the switch has to flip during a tournament here. That's the thing. It's the inconsistency during the tournament play. Like, I don't know if somebody's just having an off day because we all, we all know, like there's sometimes where there's a player, you just, it's just not your day, whatever it may be. But like, right. When you, I mean, you're, you're going to talk about the results here shortly, but it's just, man, it, they just, it feels like they can't, nobody can catch a break against the top team, but go ahead. All right. So just we'll roll into the tournament and league recaps here. We'll start off with the EGL Master Chief Cup number six. And third, fourth, we had Catch-22 and the Lods. Second went to HMCA and first went to XEO. Next up, the, the Telus 
spies? Telespe tell it's a Halo Infinite 4v4 tournament. Links provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Um, third place went to Moro no Kimi. Second went to Next Dimension, and first went to Fanatics. Not the Fanatics, but a different Fanatic. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Twin Sun Spartan Master 10,000 Draft Tournament. Third, fourth was Team Raygun, which was Chris Raygun, Kevin Cool, Kovi uh, Cannon, and Scalp Waka. And then the Team Actman uh, included General Kid, the Actman, the Nade God, and Covent. Second went to Team Ubernick. If you didn't know, Ubernick was on that team. Toa Freak, the Reachway, and Gigabrit. And then first went to Team Hidden Xperia, which included Hidden Xperia, Spiteful, Halo Follower, and Arash. Next tournament here, the CGL Haven Among the Stars Ladies 4v4. In fourth place, we had Cod Haters. <laughs> um, let me zoom in on the graphic here so I can see the players' names properly. Fourth place, yes, Cod Haters uh, went to, uh, is it Shaki one, Menzies one, Monorail, and uh, Shooter? Oh, uh, Shooter, but it, it is. felt funny. Yeah. Uh, third place went to Bianca's Angels. It was Veronica, Ideas, Bianca's, and uh, Pink Sakura. Second went to Start the Eights. It was Queen, Audie, Divine Damsel, and Monza, and then... Annette took first. It was Janelle. Is it Cranberry? And then uh, Missile HCAR. And then Minx to round out that team. Very nice. And Will. And that does it? I see there's... I see there's... Okay, I, I think I see what you're doing here. Yeah. I see what you're doing. Before we continue, though, that, uh, that Telespes Halo Infinite 4v4 tournament that yes. I, I swear I think we're getting the name wrong on. That was a Japanese tournament, as a matter of fact, Will. Oh, really? It that's was. awesome. Yep. I think it was the first one. I, so That's pretty cool. Hey, scene, if the scene is expanding out there, that is, that is awesome. It is fucking really cool. And then Justin says, just wait for Router 2 to make a comeback. Sentinel's right to the top. I mean, maybe with <laughs> geofiltering, sure. But, you know, I'm just kidding. They're, they're obviously really good. Um. All right, well, thank you for running through those, which means we're going to lead into our first topic, which is technically a tournament league recap as well. It is our HCS Pro Series number two and Open Series number three results. So, Will, if you want to run us through the uh, Pro Series week two results. All right, we'll start off with Mexico. In seventh, eighth, we had team... Rebel GG and Ignis Esports. In fifth, sixth, we had Dream Conspiracy and Cruelty. If you'd like to know those players, please check out the, um, the the show notes here or the Noob Combo website that we talk about all the time. .com! I will run through the top four here. So Alter Esports. Again, I need to zoom in because I zoomed out. <laughs> Just, just blame Noob Combo for, for making the, you know, the new it's, graphics. It's fine. They look it's so fine. good, but it's like, I can't read the fucking names. It makes sense, though. You want that team name more prevalent than the the um the roster. Right? Yeah, the players don't matter, so fuck it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Welcome to Noob Combo, where the team names are made up and the players don't matter. Oh, my God. Place, Alter Esports. It is uh, 
NM Grimsey, Atenus, Zaron, and Paradise. And third, uh, it's Fire Nice Esports. Lederic, uh, Drag, is it Dragonac? Dragoniac? And uh, it looks like Bullet. Second went to Timbers Esports. It's Noble, Magical Pool, and Timbers. And first went to PK. Who would have guessed it? Tapping Buttons, Gambino, Atso, and PK Drift. All right, moving on to the Australia, oh, excuse me, Australia, New Zealand. In seventh and eighth, we had teams 1620 Kings and BBR. Fifth and sixth was Mindfree and Fraggers. In fourth place, we had Dire Wolves, which included Bald, Dino, Zirkle, and Vamped. Third went to Team Immunity, Ogre One. Hey, uh, Benno, <laughs> Vitage, and Hef. Third went to Divine Mind, Berserk, Beaston, Dante, and Slays. And first went to the Chiefs, Barcode, Pratt, Pips, and Madzy. So kind of a surprise to see, um, to see Ogre One in the Australia, New Zealand region. Yes, but he clearly, he, nothing stopped him. So he's just, he's just going to keep going. He's coming out of retirement. He's going to compete at the top. He's going to be at the World Championship playing for Team Immunity. And he's going to take home the win. And he's going to look at his brother and say, fuck you. And that's, that's <laughs> it. Uh, Brian says, ah, yes, this looks totally normal. Hey, yeah, we're fine. You know, I'm just, I'm glitching Will's, through the matrix. It's Will's okay. right here next to me. See, I'm, I'm, I'm petting his Sherpa hoodies right fucking next to me. See, it's great. Yeah. yeah there, there we go. There and we go. soaring Birdman, Welcome to the live show. Yes. Yes. Welcome. Go ahead. Will. moving on to EU. Seventh and eighth, we had We Know the Secret and Fantastic. Fifth and sixth was HMCA and Quadrant. Fourth went to Mocket, which included Batchford, Lunny, Warlord, and Squashy. Third went to Navi, Kimbo, Two, Foxy, Respectful, and Jimbo. Second went to the Lads, Septic, Cristola, Morga, and Quadios. And first went to Ascend, Snipe Drone, Sika, Legend, and Shady. And then the one coming out of North America. Pro Series number two. Seventh and eighth was Space Station and Pioneers. Fifth, sixth, United and Built by Gamers. Fourth went to X-Set. That included Kratos, Suspector, Arctic, and Suppressed. Third, Phase Clan. Snipe Down, Bound, Boobadoobo, and Falcated. Second went to Optic Gaming, Lucid, Pistola, APG, and Trippy. And first went to Cloud9, Renegade, Eco, Penguin, and Stellar. The question moving forward is, is anyone going to knock Cloud9 off the top? That's That's... It's they they just seem too powerful. It's so hard when you have, Oh my God. It's, it's so difficult when they're so dominant right now. Yeah. And they're just, they're playing with just such swagger in their game that, I mean, if you guys listen to the stellar interview after the series took place where they won, it was just just like another day in the office, you know? And we, we play our game. We know how to play well. And we play well together. And that's really what it comes down to. So it's crazy. It's just fucking crazy. But, Will, we got some notable information yeah. that happened uh, really in the EU, I guess you could say. Um, Ascend versus Navi in the winner's bracket finals. It was game one. It was oddball on streets. 
Okay. Yep. Uh, Jimbo tweeted out a clip of the game that had happened. And if you watch the clip, you will see that while Ascend have an 83 to 45 point lead, um, legend of Ascend plays the ball outside of the map, leading to both teams having to wait until the ball despawns before being able to continue to play. So this wasn't a typical play ball scenario, right? Like on a, right, on a right. live fire, um, on a recharge, whatever it may be. This isn't a traditional play ball scenario where if you drop it off of the map, it immediately despawns and it immediately goes towards the respawn area. This was a playing outside of the bounds of the map, um, which, so like I said, Jimbo of Navi brings us up to the HCS and Heinz provided an update. And in that tweet, Heinz stated, here are the rules from the handbook pertaining to this. The first image describes the rule forbidding it. And the second describes the process behind disputing any alleged occurrence of the bug. In the future, make the admins aware of any potential issues before another game begins. So I don't know if anything happened after the fact. Like, I don't know. I imagine that Ascend did not get to, didn't forfeit that map because it sounds like this happened after the event had taken place. Uh, I could be mistaken though. I didn't see any follow through from any, like from any admin or anybody talking about this. Um, but yeah, just know that if you're, if you're playing in an HCS tournament of any capacity online land, whatever it may be, you are, it is not allowed to play the ball outside the bounds of the map to where it won't despawn without you having to wait. If you want to throw it off live fire, if you want to throw it off recharge, whatever that may be, that's fine. That's, that is within the confines of the map itself. That's within the game rules. Go ahead and do that. People, that's what you're really supposed to do when playing the ball. But there are these tricky spots where you can, you can hit them behind places. If you melee them, if you throw it, whatever it may be. And it's still technically like it's not able to be retrieved, but the map doesn't consider it out of the map bounds yet. So it doesn't despawn it. That is not allowed to do. So don't fucking do it. And then just a few points for North America. Uh, e United falling to fifth, sixth, kind of big. Did not kind of real. I didn't really see that happening because X set got fourth, which was I didn't see that coming at all. Um, no offense to the boys. Congratulations on getting fourth. It just wasn't something I was expecting. Optic bouncing back to actually take second, but it was Cloud Nine remaining absolutely dominant and took first again. Um, and really no competition there either. Um, have they fixed the punching the ball into fucking orbit glitch yet? No. No, Justin, they have not. Will, do you want to take the HCS open series week number three? Yeah. So we got the invited teams listed here from Mexico from pro series week number two. We're going to have. Pittsburgh Knights, Timber Esports, Fire and Ice Esports, and Alter Esports. From Open Series Week Number Three, we're gonna have Rebel GG, Cruelty, Improvity, and Dream Conspiracy. Out of Australia, New Zealand, from Pro Series Week Number Two, we'll have the Chiefs, Divine Mind, Team Immunity, and Dire Wolves. From Open Series Week Three, we will have BBR, Cat Fans, 1620 Kings, and Fraggers. 
Coming out of the EU side from Pro Series week number two, will it will include Ascend, The Lads, Navi, Mocket, Quadrant, HMCA, We Know the Secret, and Fantastic. And then from Open Series week three, Bongo, Rejected, Swish, Team Twisted, Wake Up, Jersey's Angels, Sus, and TYSK. And then out of North America from Pro Series week number two, it will be Cloud9, Optic Gaming, FaZe Clan, Xset, Built by Gamers, E-United, Pioneers, and Space Station Gaming. And from Open Series week three, Sentinels, G2 Esports, Oxygen Esports, Anime, Unsigned Talent, Complexity, Angry Birds, and Four at a Time. And if you notice there, Fnatic is not included. They did not make it through the Open um, into this week's Pro Series event. And Pancakes, welcome back to the live show. Good to see you. Will. Yeah. There were still 499 teams that signed up in that North American Open. That's a lot of teams. That's a lot of fucking teams. It's crazy. 105 for EU, uh, EU, 33 for Australia, New Zealand, 61 for Mexico. It's just crazy. Like, it, it's crazy that we're almost hitting that peak Again, ever since they opened it back up to 512 teams, we're almost hitting that cap two weeks in a row now. Like, that's holy moly. Um, <laughs> Will, shall we get into our second topic of the week? Let's go. All right. So the big one, um, in that HCS update article by, Cha- by Tashi, I mentioned that at the very end of the article, if you scrolled down just a teensy bit, you would have noticed that there was in little extra something, something in there. And, uh, I can't help, but feel like th- this felt really weird that it was just tacked on at the end of this article. But the fact of the matter is, um, let's read what that article said. North American competitive ruling following the announcement of Royal two suspension on December 12th, 2021, the HCS administration made the following additional rulings on December 14th, 2021 for Royal one Royal one's conduct as evidenced by his December 12th, 2021 tweets violated the HCS code of conduct, specifically the non-disparagement and treatment of league officials. HCS determined Royal one's conduct to be severe disparagement of HCS administration, severe mistreatment of league officials. Therefore, the, the administration has issued a fine against Royal One for severe disparagement of HCS administration and for severe mistreatment of league officials. And then for Lethal, Lethal's conduct, as evidenced by his December 12th and 13th, 2021 tweets, violated the HCS Code of Conduct, specifically non-disparagement and sportsmanship. HCS determined Lethal's conduct to be six, severe disparagement of 343 Industries and HCS administration, and social media misconduct. Therefore, the administration has issued a fine against Lethal for severe disparagement of 343 Industries and HCS administration and for social media misconduct. So, they both got fined for the shit that they spewed online. Um, And I'm not going to lie to you, some some of it was blatant targeted harassment at those at the HCS and 343. So, that is not allowed. They are professionals. Um, one in a coach and one in a player, but they are professionals that play for a partnered organization. And frankly, I don't give a shit if you're partnered or not. And you 
you, you fucked up. So you got fined. So Snakebite uh, went looking for some feedback. Snakebite on Twitter asked, if any CDL players wouldn't uh, mind sharing, how much would you say a typical fine is in the league? Octane, who we know had been fined previously, uh, he stated, I did some extensive shit, so my experience is different. But between $500 to $3,000, I'd say, depending upon what it is. Snakebite, uh, not in reply to what Octane said, but just in general stated, I won't share the amount since it's their situation, but to see my teammates find more money than players in an established $25 million buy-in per team league after we come off of two plus years of grassroots is interesting. Can fully admit a punishment is warranted, but wow. So Ryan Oob also joined the conversation, but this was on a Reddit thread where an individual uh, named Nightshade Azure uh put out a video or like linked a video of snake bite talking about the situation. Right? So nightshade stated, take the time to understand what PJ is saying here. HCS isn't paying players anywhere near the amount to justify how much the fines are. This won't affect sentinels, but say someone on space station gaming or X set gets fined in the amount specified in the rule book. You're talking about a fine that basically negates any winnings they may get. To put it in layman's terms, you can't hold a partner team to that standard if getting 7th and 8th is less money for an event that the fines are. What do the players in the league do when you're trying to charge people for an offense that, that doesn't warrant a ban, but you find out you haven't actually paid them enough to pay the fines? So, basically what I'm going to say to put a blanket statement on all this right now is that I basically don't agree with what Nightshade says at all. Uh, Ryan Dube is an established player in the league. Let's see what Ryan Oob has to say. Ryan Oob replied with, if we as partnered players disagreed with anything done, we would speak up. If someone casually said something and got fined thousands, we would work to get it fixed. I agree with the amount fined. Also, let's everybody keep in mind here that we don't know what the amount fined is. Like, Will and I don't know. Nightshade, I doubt, knows. The plethora of the internet, I doubt, knows what the fine is. All I can tell you that I know for a fact is that lethal knows what the fine is. Royal one knows what the fine is. And then anybody that they talk to knows what the fine is. So nightshade replied with before getting into it, let me just say, thanks for chiming in. Octane went off the rails in a somewhat similar manner during modern warfare. And according to him, this is how much he paid. And he linked the tweet. Do you see how someone on a 50 K minimum salary paying that much is different than, from say someone like Kratos on X set paying a similar, if not higher amount, because that's the crux of PJ's point, PJ being snakebite. Ryan Hoop said, which is about how much these fines are if you exclude how personal the tweets got. I don't think we should compare with COD. Even so, it's about only double what COD was. We have set rules, and I don't think they're out of place. I'm happy that we started off the season with penalties and haven't been a slap on the wrist. Nightshade replied, Only double what COD was is a lot relative to how much Halo pros make. Perhaps if we knew what salaries are like, this wouldn't be so big. But if PJ has a concern on the amount, then this shouldn't be downplayed. The comparison has validity when 343 want to be running a partnered league of uh, comparable stature. I think there's a middle ground on not giving a slap on the wrist and potentially chopping off an arm and a leg for guys not making any winnings and good salaries. Ryan Hoop said, sure, there can be, but that's downplaying what happened. They cheated, got caught, 
called the people who ran the investigation incompetent by name, which not only made people hate them, but cast doubt on the league as a whole. As for the amount, his take is laughable on that too. We're making enough money. A fine of that amount would suck, but not steal from our rent. We're doing fine. And the amount that was fined was reasonable. Again, this was egregious. I'm sure the next fine will only be $500 to $1,000 if someone slips up. So Shadow Fox Hedgehog chimes in and states, I said this to someone earlier today, but a lot of people are forgetting that between the suspension and Royal 2 coming clean to the team, it was, uh, it was close to eight hours. That's the time Lethal and Royal 1 went on the rant. They probably wouldn't have gone as far if Royal 1 came clean to the team sooner on the day. I think he means Royal 2. I'm not saying the league isn't justified here in the fine. Like you said here, it probably would be lower, but if your team feels they got done dirty, they will defend their teammates with everything they got, which is, I believe, exactly what we saw. Um, you have to admit someone, you have to admit somewhat, anyone else would be in the same situation if you felt the league fucked you over for no reason. Ryan who said, as professionals, we don't get to act that way. I don't think most pros would act, react the way Sentinels did. And then the last two points are, Nightshade replies, they're not being fined for cheating. The fine is for how Lethal and Royal One conducted themselves afterwards. And to be clear, yes, they were acting like dickheads and deserve some punishment. The thing is, 343 have now set the precedent that anything they deem to be lack of sportsmanship and disparagement to be this high. What happens when someone say your teammate Spartan slips up? Are you that confident that it'll be $500 to $1,000? Is the wording in the rulebook ironclad on what they're defined certain offenses to be? I would trust that you guys do make enough, but without knowing things like league minimum salaries, assuming that's a thing in Halo now, I would have no way of knowing for sure for others on fringe teams. I'd appreciate any insight on this, though I understand there are certain things you legally can't say. This convo was more than enough, so I want to thank you for taking the time to actually converse. Ryan who said, it's in the rule book. The reason it was so much was because it broke multiple rules. There's a minimum and maximum penalty, and I think those ranges are hard, and it was a very skilled of them to break multiple um and it was very skilled of them to break multiple in one day. I'm fine with Spartan get, uh, getting fined if he does. He's living on the edge right now, I'm sure he knows, but I doubt he goes personal and picks up multiple violation in which he gets the max. Could get a uh, minimum penalty of one or two if he gets a bit more wild, which again I think he would accept. I would like to put a disclaimer that I can be wrong. It's just my opinions and take on this. So to keep things in, in perspective here, right? That was the whole conversation, by the way. Um, Royal One and Lethal got fined on multiple standings, right? It wasn't just one rule that they got fined on. They got fined on multiple rules that they broke, okay? And those, like Ryan Noob said, those rules each contain a minimum and maximum penalties. It's not a catch-all. Like, if you break five rules, you pay one fine. No, that's not how, that's not how it works. If you get, it, it's not a, if you get a, if you're speeding and they notice that you have other things going on too, like you have drug paraphernalia in your car and you get caught, you're not just going to get a speeding ticket. Okay? There's other things at play there. So, they broke multiple rules, they get multiple fines. Whatever that amount came up to be, no fucking idea. And frankly, it's none of my business. But, uh, they, Will, we talked about it before where I, I understand in the heat of the moment that you want to defend your teammate. 
that is that's your ride or die in this scenario. That is somebody that you've been playing with for years. That is someone who you trust. That's your teammate. And especially for Royal One, that's his brother. Like, I get yeah. it. But at the same time, you guys took it way too fucking far. This is where the whole be a professional thing comes in. Um, Hence the name of the episode. I know. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this is where, yes, you should. This is where, I mean, we said it before. Sentinels needed a PR team in this situation. Someone to come on Twitter and say, we stand by our teammate. You know, we are arguing the, the you know, we're, we're arguing the investigation. We're looking more into this, seeing what can be done. And then behind the scenes, they can go to 343. They can go to their partner team and be like, hey, guys, what's going on with this? These are our gripes. Justin said it in chat. Big thing is, all this could have been handled through official channels, behind the scenes, not spewed on Twitter. Right. And that's, that's it. They, public defamation of the league, partners, 343 Industries, multiple things are at play here, and that's what they got fined for. I, I think it's justified. And it just sets a standard of, hey, this is what needs to be happening in the future. Um, so I totally get backing up your teammates. And they, they had their, in their minds, they believed that no cheating, none of this had taken place. And they were damn like gung ho to prove it. And it turns out he was, and now there's this whole backtrack and it it got ugly. So do I think everything is justified? Yes. I don't, again, we don't know the the amounts. We don't know what, what they are. Ryan Noob assured us that he says it's it's reasonable compared to what they're making. So I got to go with that. Exactly. And I agree with everything you say, Will. It's it's not a matter of whether the amount was justified. It, the fact of the matter is it's in the fucking rule book. You broke the yeah. rules. You, you personally attacked people that are working on this shit. You just, you can't do that. I And again, this is not. Let me let me just state this and make sure this is clear. This is not just for the partner teams. I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> you don't I don't care if you're an AM player. You don't you don't fucking do that. No. If you are a professional or you want to be a professional in any league in any situation in any job, okay? It doesn't, it doesn't even need to be esports. It can be literally anything. Let me ask you a question, Will. Do you talk like that to your boss? The way that Royal oh, One, no. exactly, right? The way that Royal One and Lethal, like Justin said, spewed their shit online. You don't say that to your boss. You're no. never going to say that shit to your boss. Well, for all intents and purposes, you are a professional Halo player. And while the HCS are not your boss, you work under their league, under their rules. And if you break their rules, you're going to fucking pay for it. Simple as that. And also, I want to get... Go ahead, Will. Go ahead. Oh, you, you're talking about, you know, just complaining or, like, talking. You're not going to personally attack people for, like, the business decisions either, right? At, at a normal workplace. Like, that's just... Yes, you, there can be feuds. You can talk about things, but... It's just, it's so out there, man. I don't know. I, I, Soaring Bird says it too. Like, was really disappointed in the way Sentinels handled it in chat here. And yeah, that's how I felt. I was just disappointed the way that went down. 
We want our league to grow, to expand, and something like this doesn't just doesn't provide good PR for Halo. It doesn't help anybody. It literally doesn't help anybody. No one at all. It doesn't help Sentinels. It doesn't help the HCS. It doesn't help the viewers. It doesn't help anyone. Did I hope you felt good venting that shit out when it literally didn't do anything except hurt you. Um, but it, it just, it, it boggles my mind and hopefully this just doesn't happen again. Now, yep. th- if I was to play devil's advocate here for a second, is that they, in their just emotional outrage online, right? Yeah. They were talking about how, uh, one of the points that they were trying to make is that again, their words, not mine, that the HCS were not cooperating with them. Now, the thing I'm going to say is, is that it takes two to tango, right? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, the HCS are a professional organization and they're owned. I mean, they're housed within a major corporation, right? They, they've been doing this for a, a, a long time. And I can only imagine that they have the best interests at heart for everybody involved because they want the scene to grow. Go ahead. Will. yeah, they, 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 they said they felt the, that HCS 343, whoever was handling it was uncooperative, but they also said eight, uh, 343 came back at them and said the data they provided was basically not good enough or inconclusive. So I feel like maybe the Sentinels team felt like they weren't being heard when in, in actuality, what they were, were providing just wasn't enough anyway. And the, and 343 said they had enough data from their own servers, their own internal um, data that they had to, to prove what was going on. And it was true. Think, it was true. And it's it exactly true. what he did. And, and then he finally came out and he's like, yeah, I did it. Now, yep. now whether it was intentional or not, that's not the point because, because guys, believe it or not, we're not talking about the cheating. This is never about like, yes, in the grand scheme of things, it all stemmed from the cheating, but yeah, and it's based off their responses, which was terrible. Yeah. And the, the cheating thing is kind of a, it's kind of a fluke thing for me anyway. It kind of sucks that. I, it, I I don't want to, I don't know if it was purposeful. I don't know if it wasn't, but even so other teams had closer servers than his own teammates to that server. So he was putting both sides at a detriment at times. Right. I but, don't know. but like we said, <laughs> like we said, the, the fact of the matter is he did manipulate something outside of the game in order to the rule book, right. Whether or not to give anybody advantage, like obviously it was to give himself advantage during matchmaking, but like that's besides the point. The fact of the matter yeah. is he still had it during the tournament play. It broke a rule. He was suspended for it. That is, that is literally as cut and dry as it possibly can be. What everything that happened after the fact with Royal one lethal, whatever it may be was just extra extra shit that never needed to happen. And as, uh, as Birdman states, orgs also need to make sure they're training their players to protect their brand. 100%. Yeah. And that's, that's will. That's what you said, where they should have like a PR team where, Hey, like 
yeah. to, to player A or player B. Shut the fuck up. We'll handle this. Like, just don't. Just leave it be. We'll fucking handle this. This is what we're paid to do. And the other thing I want to say is, is that during that conversation that happened on Reddit, I think it was implied. Now, again, I'm not, I don't think this is the case. So if anybody has actual information, please let me know because I don't want to try to say something as fact because it's just me. This is me kind of asking out there. It was implied in the, in the conversation on Reddit that the HCS, uh, like there's like a minimum salary that the HCS has. And all I can think of is these players now, correct me if I'm wrong, Will, but for COD, Activision isn't, isn't paying their salaries. The, the organizations are paying the players' salaries. Uh, correct. As so far they, as I know. Right. They sign contracts with the organizations, and those organizations pay those players their salaries. I imagine it's the same thing for Halo. So your Envy Optic will pay their players, your Sentinels will pay their players, whatever it may be. So I get the argument of why should a partnered team be fined this if an AM team who isn't partnered or doesn't have an organization behind them could be fined the same amount and that would, that would hurt them. Well, the fact of the matter is it's in the fucking rule book. And if you have a problem with it, here's the beautiful part about all of this, right? If you have a problem with the way things are, you have official avenues to provide your constructive feedback and look for answers. It's not Twitter. It's not Reddit. Okay? It's not your stream for fuck's sake. Literally, in that article, Tashi has his email. Just reach out to him. Yeah. Reach out to Heinz. Reach out to anybody on the HCS team. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a shitter for something I'd use. <laughs> In all seriousness, if you, if you have an issue... With the way the fines are, they have obviously, as Ryan Oop states, they've obviously done extensive research into this to figure out what the fines would be and what that range would be depending upon the violation of the rule. But if you have an issue with that fine being the way that it is, with that amount being whatever it is, reach out to them. They're always available. They may not respond right away, but Tashi literally has his email in the article for fuck's sake. Do your due diligence too. Okay. If you have a problem, let your voice be heard, but in a respectful fucking way, because guess what? If you don't do that, you have a Royal one and lethal situation where you get fined because you did something fucking stupid. Maddie says, I'm late to this combo, but didn't they say HCS wasn't responding to them, which is one of the reasons why they were pissed off. We, we talked about Maddie, how, we mentioned something along those lines. I didn't use those exact words. I said something of, um, it felt like they weren't being heard. So I don't know if yeah. the HCS weren't strictly responding to them, to them. Well, they, they, the, another thing that I, I, the HCS should take away from this and be better on too, is that they did not notify the team of the, the suspension before it happened. So that's another thing that added to the anger. But but th we're we're talking more about the just I guess the fines. But uh, that, yeah, that did add to them going off on Twitter because they found out through a post as well that their teammate was 
was suspended. And I even said when that when that was said, if that is true and they found out via that post, I also said that's shitty. That in my yeah. mind should not be the case. If they if there was a competitive ruling, the team involved should be made aware as soon as that ruling is determined. And hell, you know what? I would even say that let, let's take it a step further. And again, I don't know if there necessarily is this, but let's say um, a ruling takes place or an allegation takes place. An investigation happens. There is um, a ruling is determined and then you have an appeal period. Now, maybe this was difficult with how everything transpired and how quickly things transpired because Raleigh was right around the corner. And I think that had to do with some of this. I'm not going to lie, but if there isn't a, like if there isn't an actual appeal period in the rules, then I think there needs to be give them an opportunity. I think HCS learned their lesson from that. They notified them of the fines before it was publicly out, put out there. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, that's, that's a step in the right direction. There is something I want to talk about, uh, put a point on though. Birdman says, do pro players read the rule book though? I think Royal even said he didn't realize he was breaking a rule. That right there is something that irritates the shit out of me. It's the old like ignorance of the law doesn't permit not following the law. Yep. And I am just going to say this. If, if you are a professional player or you are a professional organization or fuck it because it doesn't matter if you are any player competing in an HCS event and you don't read the rules, that is on you. 100%. That is 100% on you. And if you break something and you weren't made aware and you didn't read the rules, do fucking better next time. Because the fact of the matter is the rule book is there for you at any given time you can go look at it anytime you want. It's available. But if you, it's, it, Will, what's the expression like you can teach, you can teach a man to fish? You know what I mean? Well, are, are you talking about like there's, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah, that's, or, that's it. That's the expression he, I'm looking he, for. Yeah, yeah that's, I think that's when you were looking for. Yes. It's just, it, the rule book is out there. It's not my responsibility. It's not, it, it's not my job to make it so you understand the rules. It's not Tashi's job to make sure you understand the rules. It's, it's the HCS's job to make sure that a rule book is in place. And it is, it's your job to go out there and actually pay attention and read and look through the rules because you're the one competing, not me, not Tashi. And again, if you have an issue with a rule, I know you want to read Silas's uh, comment here in a second. If there's one thing I want to say is that, Again, if you have an issue with the rules after you've read them, then again, you have official channels to go through to voice your concerns. Don't be a shitter and do it online. Well, go ahead. Oh, so yes, Maddie and Silas both have good comments here. All the players need those rubber bracelets that say WWE WD. What would Eric Rona do? Yes, I agree. Also, Silas, one. Read the rules too. Verbal abuse, I feel, is an easy one to assume is against the rules, right? Like, don't you? That, it, it should just be a little bit of common sense there. I was just say you don't even need to read the fucking rules to understand that that's probably not allowed. I mean, come on. And then Maddie says there's even a rule that allows appeals. See, so there you go. That's if it's that's done perfect. properly, one hundred percent. And that's 
that's so, the beautiful part is that I think the HCS Raleigh situation with how quickly that transpired sucked for everybody involved. But go ahead, Will. You were going to say something too. I'm I, I the only thing I can think of that needs to happen here almost is like what pro athletes have is CBAs with their leagues. Like someone who like, like if, when, when all this stuff happens, when fines are given, when there's, um, suspensions, it's all through a CBA and that, that is basically on a third party who negotiates on behalf of the leagues and players. And they're mostly for the players, right? Like there's a players association that will fight for players. And then the CBA is what rules and agreements, both the players and league come to. So it feels like esports is missing that a little bit. You have a bunch of freelance contractors, realistically, who are looking for jobs, trying to prove themselves, and there's no one behind them. This could be something that can, A, protect players from predatory orgs and predatory leagues. I'm not saying we have that right now in the HCS. I think everything is going pretty damn well, but we have seen that happened in the past. We did have the bad and eggs kind of weeded out there too. So yeah. Yeah. Play a player's union really is what, yeah. Justin says in chat and yeah, something like that, that just protects every party involved here. Agreed. Um, Birdman says league of legends finally has that, uh, uh, is productive, but it took years to get to a point where it has value. And then Maddie says, you're talking about a union. Yeah. Unionize. And that's, so go ahead. Sorry. I know there's like, there's ups and downs about a union, right? But it's all about what that, that union's doing for you. If it is viable or not. And that's the thing. I don't know. As long as they're fighting for the players, that's really all that matters. Yeah. Um, And then you got your, your PR rep right there. hundred percent for you. hundred (laughs) percent. The thing I want to add to what Birdman was saying though, is that, uh, so league of legends finally has something like that. Right. And here's the beautiful part is that Halo Esports is coming back stronger than it has in a very long time, right? And this is one of those situations to me where I imagine the HCS are looking into all these different things and whatnot to make it the most competitive league they possibly can make it. Um, And I'm not... I don't think that we need to have the mentality of, and and Birdman, I'm not saying you are, I'm just saying in general, I don't think we need to have the mentality that this needs to take years in order to develop. This is because it's the first year of Halo Infinite, right? We, and I'm not saying that HCS are not thinking about this. I, I bet they are thinking about this where they want to iterate on things as quickly as possible. While as Tashi said in the article, aligning with their goals, right? Yeah. And they also don't want to jump into things on like bringing a shit ton of partnered teams in just to have things drown out and not be as, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it, it doesn't matter. I'm rambling at this point. It's just, will, I agree with your point. I think there needs to be something like that. Um, or at the very least, like you mentioned earlier about having a fucking PR person for each organization actually yeah. <laughs> just shut people up. Um, seriously. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's crazy to me. And I knew I saw, 
maybe it was in the discord, but I saw a comment about how actually I, I do think it might've been in the discord. Um, actually I think it was Beth that mentioned it where in the recent optic podcasts episodes, right? You have scump on there and scump is in fear of speaking out about the game because he doesn't want to get fined. And, and I, I, I understand that, that you don't like you have genuine criticisms of the game of the league, as we've seen multiple times, but you're afraid of speaking out. That again would be where Will was talking about would come in via player union or something along that line where you have that direct line of communication to somebody who can speak on your behalf without that threat or that risk of being fined, right? Because I want, if, if I were a developer of a title, I mean, hell, the, I work for a software company, right? I want to know what our clients want out of the software. I want to know if they think that a piece of it is not performing optimally or not performing to their business needs or wants, right? Because I want them to continue being our client. I want them to continue making money off of the software that they use. So if, and if I want that, I want to hear their feedback. Now, sometimes that feedback can be, you know, a little more rude, but it is what it is. We're in a customer service business. But the fact of the matter is if you have that type of outlet where these players can voice their concerns without the threat or the risk of being fined, I think that would just help everybody in the long term. Because again, if I were a developer of a title, I would want to know what that feedback is in a respectful manner to be like, you know what? I agree with that. This is something that I'd love to do, but you know, higher ups are making it so I can't, or no, this is something that we could definitely do for the next season, whatever it may be. I just think that that, I think it's a really good idea. Will what you brought. Um, Birdman says, uh, this would be great, but the players would probably have to pay for it and have representation in the group. And that's, this is why we're just talking heads, right? I don't know. I don't know what the logistics behind all that would be. And, and again, (laughs) going back on a point previously, I'm not saying it needs to happen immediately, but I'm also not saying it needs to happen 10 years down the line. Obviously we want, if this was to be viable, right? There need to be many talks between not just the HCS, but also the organizations within the HCS. This would be a perfect opportunity for the partner teams that exist today and the HCS to have their talks because I imagine they, they definitely talk. We've heard it before that uh, we've heard that like I believe orcs have been in talks with Adam of esports engine and Tashi with HCS. I I'm guaranteed there are talks that are taking place. And if there are, these conversations need to happen because you have, you could have your, your hex, your Hastro, um, your, like I said, the, the tops of your organizations working alongside esports engine, DreamHack, HCS, whatever it may be to make the league the best possible for the players involved. And that's, that's just a conversation that could happen. What's up, crunchy dad. Welcome back. Um, Justin says it's definitely hard to do any form of union on video game players though, just because of, uh, of the shelf life of a game like basketball is an established thing. That's not going anywhere, but gears of duty theft auto five might not be around in one to two years. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's 
again, this is why these conversations need to take place. We're not saying anything needs to be in concrete, set in stone, ready to go. But as long as there's talks happening, as long as things are, gears are turning, that's all that we need right now. As long as people are aware, that's, then change can start happening. I I, I do think, going back to an old Optic podcast, that CDL players were voting on having some sort of players union, but players didn't know what it was and were, and they're not going to, they just weren't receptive to it. Um, and I think they just weren't educated on what a union would do for them. Sure. So that might be, I don't know. It sounds like it, it might already exist and out there or is being thought of. So I just hope that there is more like, like this, I just, this whole situation could have been avoided with proper, I don't, I don't know, proper representation, if it is from a team or from a union on either side. And then both parties are not looking horrible in this situation. Or proper, just proper, like, <laughs> training might not be the word I'd use. But in all seriousness, like, that's, that's what it boils down to. You have, these are grown adults that are just straight up harassing individuals that work on the title. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like I said before, you would not say that to your boss. So why the fuck would you say that to them? But they got fined. Hopefully they learn from it, pay it and move on. Sets the precedent for the league. Um, and the, the one final point I want to make and will, you mentioned it based off that optic podcast where the players may not be fully educated on the matter. Birdman states players are unfortunately very uninformed on the business operation side of the leagues. So let's hold those organizations, the higher, the higher ups within the organizations more, let's hold them more responsible then not in a negative way, but let's like, if you're a player for that organization, Ask about it. Have those talks about it. That's what you should do. Yo. Oh, God damn it. The sound's going to come through now. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I messed up. It's okay. Will with the five gifted subs. Jesus Christ. There you go. Here it goes. Will, thank you so much for gifting five (laughs) subs to Brando Fett, Crunchy Dad, Silos, Shio, and Maddie. Will, I'm going to hear him coming through. I know. I know. I'm going to let, I'm going to let him go. I'm going to let him go. I think what we have one more, two more. Okay. There's one. Is there, is there, is there one more? (laughs) I'm waiting to see. Okay. I think that's it right there. That's the last one. All right. Well, will you get a, there it is. Congratulations on your five woos motherfucker. Um, yeah. Thank you for gifting (laughs) five subs to your own channel. Um, Hey, you got, you got to give subs to the people. Got got to do it. Got to do it. Um, but yeah, if, if you're, if you're a player for an organization and you want to know more about these things, then try, try asking about it to those higher ups in that organization. If you have a contact for them, like if you can reach out to them, um, because the only, like, like we mentioned earlier, the only way things are going to happen, the only way change is going to take place is if you start talking about it. 
And again, in a respectful manner, don't be a shitter. Will, is there anything you'd like to add before we move on? I think we talked through it all. Okay. I think we're good. Sounds good. Therefore, that's it for our topics for this week. Let's get into some regular news. The feedback, uh, the feedback train keeps chugging along. This is by many. So, uh, well, really this is by Jerry hook, um, lead designer at three, four, three for halo infinite. Um, Jerry states the following, uh, yes, desync is being looked at. Thank fuck for that because, oh my God, is it bad? Um, and then so tired of dying around corners agreed completely. Um, in response to cheating and hacking, uh, he states, hopefully more on that soon as well. So no updates as of right now, but hopefully things are going to be, hopefully you can get some information on that shortly. Um, this was the big one though. We've been monitoring the discussions on the shop bundles and pricing closely since launch using data and community feedback. We're going to begin rolling out changes to how we package and price items in halo infinite. And it all starts this week. Starting Tuesday, so tomorrow, uh, the day after we record the show, the shop experience will vary week to week. We are focused on reducing pricing across the board, providing stronger values in our bundles, starting to put individual items outside of bundles, and more. We'll be trying new things throughout the rest of the season so that we can continue to learn and improve for the future. Please keep the feedback coming during this process, and I hope to see you all next week for the Cyber Showdown event. Yeah. So I, I'm really excited about this because there have been times where I'm like, oh, this AI color or this one thing of this bundle, this $20 bundle is really cool, but I don't want these five stickers at the end. Like I don't find value in that. So am I really going to pay 20 bucks for this one thing that I want out of this bundle? No. So <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that th this becomes more in line and makes the shop successful for Halo because who doesn't like people want to express themselves in halo. Right. So that hopefully this falls in line with what, what we expect, but will they want to express themselves in ways that doesn't cost them real money. And luckily there's ways that are being looked at for that because yes, Jerry hook also in response to being able to earn credits in game, he states, I think we need to do both. So stay tuned on that front. Yeah. Uh, Justin, this next one's for you. Cannon fodder by Haruspis. There's a community Q and a at the bottom of the article. And I've only, I plucked out two questions. So these are for the lore folks out there. Mr. Evil 37 asks, did chief's armor keep him alive during the six months he was floating in space? Was he hungry when he woke up? <laughs> three for three answered. Yes. And then Sid Saber asks, where is the planet Zeta Halo orbits? 343 answered, As Kelly Gay explored in Halo Point of Light, the Halo rings were strategically placed in the orbit of anchor planets when sent to their final destinations. These were typically gas giants, mitigating the possibility of life arising in the shadow of these infernal wheels. But, as the expression goes, Zeta Halo is different to the others. The nature of the world that we saw it orbiting, cataloged as FSU-1, and the subsequent displacement of Zeta Halo after the UNSC's crushing defeat following the banished ambush 
is alluded to in audio logs and other sources throughout the Halo Infinite's campaign. Keep an eye out for those stone rings. And then I alluded to this earlier, the Halo Infinite Cyber Showdown event is taking place starting this Tuesday, as in tomorrow, the day after recording, January 18th, the latest free event for Halo Infinite officially arrives. Lock, load, and prepare for the Cyber Showdown. Speaking of it, there are supposed event game mode leaks. This is by Negative Tangelo over on Reddit. So for the Cyber Showdown, apparently the game modes are going to include Slayer, One Flag, CTF, King of the Hill, and Attrition. So King of the Hill we've yet to see in Infinite, and Attrition would be a brand new mode, and that is that supposed leak we talked about a long time ago, Will, with the re- with your uh, with the revives, with the death wall coming in, that might be coming tomorrow. All right, I'm intrigued. Yes, and then for the tactical Slayer event that'll be taking place eventually, that is supposedly going to include tactical Slayer, which is SWAT, duh. Commandos, stalkers, sidekicks, and the mangly dangly. Oh boy. So those are all variations on the SWAT game mode, kind of like how you had like uh CE pistols and five uh BRs, yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever it may be. So um yeah, stay tuned for those supposed game modes that are coming in those events. Justin says, Yeah, uh yes is not a good enough answer for me on the armor thing. Does it have Built-in cryo? Because that's a game-changer lore-wise. I need to know. Well, maybe you should fucking go ask, Justin. Go ask Haruspis. Go ask Grim Brother one Go fucking ask on Twitter. But don't be a shitter. Pancake says, I'm so ready. And Sal says, mangly-dangly. Yeah, bro. It's the mangly-dangly. Will, that's it for the regular news. Time for Kind of the Games. Watch! Will. Uh-huh. The Boston Breach is a brand new Rainbow Six Siege team. I'm just kidding. It's a brand new Call of Duty League roster. They're filling that next spot. Why? Uh, oh, Birdman says, why the name change from SWAT? Dude, we all fucking want to know that. Because it's literally SWAT. I don't fucking know why Tactical Slayer. Okay, bro. It's SWAT. Moving on. The Boston Breach will include... Capsidal, TJ Haley, Methods, and Nero Poison. So there's that team. Yeah. They do have the, like, the black and green. They do. Coloring. They do. Reminds me a little of Optic, not going to lie. Their their logo is weird to me. The mask. It's like a spray-painted X with the B. Yeah, and then they have their mask that they have. It's just, I don't know. Oh, the, the, the mask is like a, yeah, it's like a D pad for one of the eyes. Sure. It's a, it's an X, but it looks like a D pad to me. That's what makes, that's what it makes me think of. And that's, that's all that matters is what it means to you. Will. Yep. Lottie in the CDL this is by Lottie over on Twitter. And she states, dear cod fam, 
I will not be hosting CDL this year. It was a personal choice, and I have nothing but love for the COD, uh, for COD, and my time hosting. The talents are just incredible, and I will miss my CDL family more than anything. They will crush this year because they are the best at what they do. I'll be following closely this year and still be talking about it on my podcast. COD has been a huge part of my life growing up. This isn't the end, but thank you for all the support over the last two years. It's meant everything to me. Thank you for everything, COD League. Lottie, you will be sorely missed. You brought a lot of energy to the desk, and uh, I wish the best of luck for whoever is going to be stepping into those shoes, and we'll just have to wait and see. But Lottie, if, uh, oh. What was it? Katie Bedford was the previous host before Lottie. I wonder if she'll come back. There you go. There you go. Um. But no, Lottie's been killing it on uh, the HCS desk. So uh, obviously I hope she just continues with that. And uh, yeah. We're talking about Call of Duty because for the first time ever, Call of Duty League community update number one. This is by Call of Duty League, as a matter of fact. We know that the Call of Duty League community has a ton of questions and feedback for us right now. And we value all of that input, as well as your passion for the game and the league. We've included some responses to feedback we've heard from the community in the above video and in this post. Going forward, we'll be sharing updates like this one at each of our majors. Majors hosting all 12 teams. Some of you are aware that we've been planning on changing the number of teams included in each of our majors. However, we listened to your feedback and are reverting back to our original format, 12 teams at each major. Call of Duty League moving to a predetermined schedule. This year, we're moving to a predetermined schedule for the season. There are a couple reasons for this. We're trying to make it easier for fans to know our schedule ahead of time and plan accordingly, and we want to ensure a fair distribution of matchups. We found in the seeding matches for 2021 that some teams played each other five times while other teams didn't compete against each other at all. Now, we've mapped out each team's strengths of schedule and accounted for that within each individual major, so no team will have an advantage, and we can all enjoy even more competitive season. I don't understand how the fuck that's possible when there are a lot of team shakeups, but hey, you do you, COD League. Control in the Call of Duty League. Oh, the third game mode, ladies and gentlemen. The third mode planned for the 2022 season has always been Control. That said, we want to ensure its playability before officially confirming its inclusion in the Call of Duty League and Challengers. Our partners at Sledgehammer are releasing a patch this week that will address many of the current playability issues with Control. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that patch has already gone out. I could be mistaken. These changes include adjusting the location of the capture bar progress so it doesn't overlap with the weapon reticle. I can't believe that was a fucking thing. Fixing the silent plant function in S&D and re-enabling the ability to toggle destructible elements in the maps either on or off. Once the patch is live and, we accept, and we've assessed the state of control further, we'll share another update on its inclusion in the Call of Duty League. Ranked play info is coming soon. We heard you loud and clear. Ranked play is a priority for Call of Duty players. We want to give the next generation Call of Duty pros a place to prove their skills and play at the highest levels. We'll be sharing more on this topic in the coming weeks. Plural. In upcoming events. As a reminder, our first LAN event with all 12 teams is the kickoff classic presented by Zenny Gaming on Friday, January 21st at the Esports Stadium, Arlington. If you haven't already picked up your tickets, they're available now. The season starts a couple weeks after that on February 4th. Our Pro AM event and a Call of Duty Pro Warzone event are all in the works as well. 
and will continue experimenting with different types of events to grow the Call of Duty League community and offer a range of content for fans. You can also expect to see much more from our Call of Duty League YouTube channel in the coming weeks, so don't forget to subscribe for awesome content, the latest news, and to make sure you don't miss when we're live. Maddie says, I just saw a clip of Merck saying that unless something changes over the next few days, him and Maven aren't casting at the kickoff event. Holy shit, that would suck. No, no detriment to the other casters involved in Call of Duty, but they're a staple. They're a staple. They're Merc and Maven for fuck's sake. That would be, that'd be devastating if they didn't cast, especially the kickoff. Also, I'm really curious. Will the The kickoff tournament is in less than a week. Yeah, it's coming up quick. Are they going to have control at the event? Or are they running with two game modes? I'm really fucking curious. Oh, man. Holy guacamole. All right. Um, But that's it for uh, Cod and Other Games Watch. Remember when Maven casted Halo, him and Gandhi, the God duo? Dude, I mean, what? We had we had Gandhi, we had Ghost Sayami, we had Maven, we had Puckett. Um, we had, oh, we had a ton of people. A ton of people. The recap you've been waiting for? The recap you've been waiting for? Oh, the Latifi League. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, also, there is one thing I wanted to mention before we get into Will's Adventures with the Nailovers and other games too. Before, Will, you get into it, I just want to state that uh, I believe, again, this isn't to throw shit, but I just want to say, I believe going back to that HCS update article, they were going to talk about the surveys and there was no mention yeah, of the surveys come- at all. So hopefully we get more information on that soon. Yes. I would love to see what a copy of that survey looks like if we don't get one, because we did participate, but that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> Martin shocking. knowledge. Oh man, Martin. I'm so glad you're like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not glad that you're out of it. Like I'm glad you're out of it for the reasons that you've described, but I'm not glad you're out of it because I just miss you in the official capacity. You know what I mean? You get it. Will, yeah. what the fuck did you play over the last week? All right. I tried reaching back in my memory and all I could think of was Friday. I played some rock band Four. I'm now giving my vocals a try on expert. And I've been getting about like 90 to 98% depending on how well I know the song. Right. So I feel like I'm doing all right. Moved on to expert vocals. Um, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I've, I had a, uh, I found an old like PlayStation store gift card. I don't know how old this thing was. Okay. And I, it was in one of my games. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. That's so I scratched awesome. it off, put it on my account, and I just bought rock band songs. So I played a bunch of rock band songs. So it worked is uh, what you're saying. Yeah, it was it was it was new. It was like not scratched off. I, I there was an Xbox one in there too, so I have an Xbox gift card as well. That Jesus I need Christ. Yeah. It's a good good little find, you know? That's rad. That's a great find. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. Um, all right. The one that Martin's excited for F1 2021 played some F1. Um, I had some errands to run Sunday morning, so I only got about an hour practice. If that maybe more like 
30 to 15 minutes on Silverstone before we were going for the Latifi League. And man, it was a race. We did a 50 percenter instead of a 25 percent, which okay. made it a little bit more interesting. Um, I think it was lap two. I didn't anticipate the pack breaking as soon as they did. And I went out into the dirt to, to try to like save myself from breaking a wing or crashing. And I tapped someone and I spun out. I'm like, shit. So <laughs> I have to, I, I, I keep going. I, um, luckily my, I don't think my wing was damaged. But I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep going. I keep, I'm, I'm down at the back. I'm like in eighth place. I, so rewind a little bit here. I got to talk about my start. Qualified ninth place. Got a terrific launch off the start. And we came around like, we came around the first corner and I launched myself up into fourth. I said, screw it. I'm just going. I went on the outside, kept my two wheels on the track went outside and, and made the move up into, into fourth. Let's go. It, just, let's just say mayhem had a, a, one heck of a long story in this race. Yeah. So I got into fourth and I'm like, internally I'm panicking. I'm like, I've never been this high up in the race before. I'm, I'm freaking out. Like what's going on? Uh, I just tried to keep the racing good, but, uh, yeah, I spun out. I spun out because I got too much in my own head. If I would have just relaxed, raced my race, you know, I would have been fine, but I, I freaked myself out. Spin out. Um, I get to, we're, we're going along. I'm like, okay, I'm, a, I'm far from everyone. I'm in eighth place right now. Safety car happens. Perfect. I get to pit, get on my mediums, and we're going. And I don't remember how I, I don't even remember, Martin, how I got into fourth. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> there was an incredible crash around the last corner. Um, I, I come around the corner and there's one Merce. I think there was both Mercedes, right? Nate happened. Yeah. Um, turn the other way and take someone out. Justin says, well, yeah. Um, came around the corner and there's a car just parked past the finish line. And then another one coming across from the dirt across the track. And I just, I just, made my move outside. I, I avoided it and I just got got into fourth. And then there was another safety car caught up to the pack. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Nate took his own teammate out with the crash. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Beautiful for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so as I'm Aston Martin in fourth, the McLarens are second and third. And I believe is, is Daryl, uh, it's the red car, Alfa Romeo. Anyway, Ferrari, he's Ferrari. So Ferrari's in first, both McLarens and me. And I am racing. If you ain't first, you're last. Well, then none of us are really very good at uh, F1 then. But we're racing, we're going hard. And Betts has a, Betts was in fourth place. Third place, sorry. And he has a little bit of a lead, but I'm catching him. I'm catching him. And Martin had a six-second penalty due to um, penalties during the safety car. So I'm like, if I just catch Martin, I have a podium. Anyway, Betts and Martin are defending. I end up tapping Betts around a corner, and I think it did damage to my tire. Oh, shit. Because 
from there on out, I just lost time and I lost a ton of time. My team was telling me to pit to get back on softs to try to um, just because I had a, I had like a 30 to 40 second lead over fifth place. But I was like, nah, I'm going to do this. And it didn't really make sense for me because I would just have given up that possible third place if with the six second time penalty to potentially get a, a point off the fastest lap. And then that I would have been, I would have been racing for, I would have been racing for fifth instead of third. <laughs> he right? pulled a Lando Martin. Says. So I just, I just stayed out. I didn't go in. Oh, I didn't no. go into the pits. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing this. And, but then I, I just slowly lost time as my tires wore. Eh, but I took fourth. It's my highest ever F1 finish in the, in the Latifi league. So I was still excited. Um, my teammate kind of rage quit due to some stuff going on, but Hey, he, he, he came back later, finished the race. I don't know how we're ruling that still. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm questioning. Uh, I don't know what the ruling is. Voodoo. If you can provide an update here, it'd be wonderful. Yeah. What's but, the rule? What's the rule book? Martin. Yeah. Is, uh, does, uh, they're giving him the points. Will we're giving him the points. Okay. Fair enough. Some things happened that kind of justified uh what went down but yeah so latifi league great race this week i loved i know a lot of people didn't like the 50 percenter i loved it i i had so much more fun with that late game strategy trying to like figure out what was going on you know having the tires wear a little bit longer i i really enjoyed it and technically you did not pull a lando because lando lost the race because of what he did you stayed exactly <laughs> the same spot and you got your fourth place i did so you're, I did. I you're lost, better you know, than Lando. I lost about five seconds in time off the laps, but <laughs> fuck it. You're better than Lando. You got through it. Okay. And then last night I'm sitting in bed and I'm like, I just want to watch the stream and chill for a minute. And I noticed shroud was playing God of war from 2018 on PC. I'm like, what the hell is this on PC? Yes. Cause it released, re-released on PC. Yes. So I'm like, you know what, man, I loved this game when it came out. I went, my ps5 re-downloaded it got like the you know the update for like the it's got the hdr now so i'm going to start a new game on god of war and that be my like chill story mode not trying to go hard game that's i'm going to replay it uh once ragnarok has a release date sure because they, they did say 2022 but with nothing in the pipeline it's kind of like What's, is it going to delay it again? Because it was supposed to come out 2021. Yes, and, they, uh, and the PlayStation blog put out a blog post with like the most anticipated games for PlayStation 2022, and Ragnarok mm. was still on there. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, I'm just like, I really hope it doesn't get delayed. I'm, I'm a little upset that they canceled the third game. I don't know if people know this. It was supposed to be a trilogy. And they said that 15 years between these three separate stories was too much. So they're combining two and, two and three in this last game. This will be the last Norse mythology game in the God of War series. Holy shit. So a, a little bummed on that, but it's going to wrap up the story. And I just hope they do it right with bringing both games into one, you know, because they're going to have to compact it. They can't, they're, they're probably not going to give us two full experiences like that. Right. Because there's just no way. So. Well, you never know. Yeah. Santa that's, Monica that's are a great like, studio, so who the fuck knows what they're going to do? Yeah, right. Pancake but, says he's um, ready for Horizon. Horizon, yeah, that's another highly anticipated one. That's uh, next um, month. I'm, so. 
I want the is it, is it like Hogwarts Legacy? Is yeah. that the name of it? Yep. Oh, that I'm gonna play the shit out of that game. <laughs> Will is our residential Harry Potter nerd. So Yeah, speaking of Harry Potter, uh looks like you got that on the list, kind of. What did you uh what'd you play, Josh? So I'll, I guess I'll just start with that. So uh, I didn't do a lot of video game playing over the last week, but I did do a lot of Harry Potter reading because uh I've never read the books before. I've only seen the movies. So uh, Will basically had convinced me a long time ago to just be like, hey, you should fucking read the books because they're really good. And I'm like, oh, whatever. And I started reading them and yeah, they're really fucking good. Uh, they're, they're like, again, this is coming from somebody who has never read them before. Okay. But seriously, I'm a 30 year old male who is loving my time with them right now. I finished Sorcerer's Stone um, and I'm midway through Chamber of Secrets right now. And I was talking to Will before the show started that Chamber of Secrets is so, so much different in the book than it is in the film. While Sorcerer's Stone, to me, feels more like a uh, as much as possible a beat-for-beat beat representation of what the, the book was for the movie. So uh, it just makes me super excited for what the books are going to continue to do. Again, I've never read them before. Um, and now I get why this is the highest selling book franchise of all time. Like it still is. I get it now. And I'm only, I'm only like one and a half books in, but I get it. I understand. Um, but as for games that I played, uh, Justin and I played some halo three before the servers got shut down. So, um, for those who don't know this, the, uh, the official, online servers for halo three, halo reach and halo four on the 360, like the 360 versions of the game, not master chief collection, but the official 360 versions of the game, they're shut down. So you can no longer play matchmaking. Um, you can still do custom games if you like, but no more file share, no more matchmaking, all that stuff. Um, and halo three, as I've stated so many times on the show, I'm not going to get into it here. But I'll just say that Halo 3 was the Halo that really, like, I had played the other ones. I'd, I'd played one and two, but I'd never owned an Xbox at that point. It was always at a friend's house. Halo 3 was my first ever midnight release for a game. Um, I owned a 360 at the time. It was the first console I bought with my own money. Um, and Halo 3 was, like, my game. And it was the Halo that I played the most of, uh, made a lot of lifelong friends on, uh, got Xbox live for the first time and it was just an experience. Um, and so Justin asked if we were going to play before the servers got shut down and I'm like, absolutely. So we hopped on, I only played for like an hour or so, but ended on one of the best games of halo three I've ever had, which was pretty awesome. Uh, Justin and I saved screenshots of it, but it was just a very, like silo says it was an end of an era and it was a very bittersweet moment. It didn't really hit me until Justin and I logged off for the night and just sitting there knowing that a uh, 30 FPS sucks, like real hard fucking sucks. Um, playing on Master Chief Collections way better in every possible way of playing Halo 3. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but just going back and reliving those moments again, Having a veto system. Wow. It's glorious. 
whatever happened to that. Um, it, it was, it was very, very special. And so Justin, thank you for taking the time to play with me and reliving the, some of those memories in the original halo three. Um, and like I said, it didn't hit me until we, we were done for the night and I was just sitting there in the menu, just listening to the music and being like, this is the last time that I will ever play the original 360 version of arguably, uh, it's yeah, arguably my favorite game of all time. So it was great. Um, and then not Halo related at all. I played uh monster hunter rise because I'm a fucking idiot and I bought it on PC when it released. So what are you going to do? Uh, but yeah, 60 FPS on that game is awesome. Uh, 30 FPS is not. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm playing, I'm playing it higher than 60, but like the game on switch runs at 30. So again, it's just like frame rate, frame rates matter to me and 60 FPS is awesome. And the game looks great. So it's a fun time. That's all I played. Will, shall we get into some shout outs? Let's get it. Um, shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. That includes, uh, let's see. Did I mess things up with the gift? No, 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 not at all. Uh, I don't want to get the ones wrong though. I don't know if we got kinky before. So I'm just going to start there. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get kinky, dude. So kinky. Thank you for the follow. Uh, UNC Stan account. Thank you for the follow. Jay Smitty. Thank you for the follow user four, six, eight, five. Thank you for the follow. Don't know if you're just fucking bot account, but Hey, thanks for the follow. Uh, Tropicanta. Thank you for the follow. M Fournier. Thank you for the follow. A Jake with the one month sub. Thank you for the sub soaring Birdman, Thank you for the follow. And then will with the five gifted subs. Thank you. Will as well. Um, happy belated birthday to Riley Hastings and Shyway. Happy birthday, Alex. Um, congratulations. This is what I really wanted to include as well. Congratulations to games done quick on breaking the all time donation record total for a GDQ event with over $3.41 million over the course of the event. It was fucking awesome. I stayed up, um, the entire finale night, uh, up until like midnight or 1 AM. Um, and what was really cool about it was the the last run of the event was an original metal gear solid, um, run. And the beauty of that game being run at that time was that the last time that game had been run at a GDQ event was 10 years ago. So it had been 10 fucking years since the original metal gear solid was run. Um, and so it's just, again, like a bittersweet moment to have that happen. First event of 2022. And it was just, it was really fucking cool. And yeah, crunch dad, you got a sub from will. Um, but again, we wouldn't be a halo show if we weren't a halo show. So, uh, the two runs I want to include halo five guardians by distro and halo combat evolved by Kronos. Uh, they're both included. The YouTube links are included in the Google doc of the show. So show exclamation point show notes and chat. There you go. Will K says shout out to chilled for top 12 in this week's open series. Jesus Christ. You're a shill for chilled. That's what you are. Will. Hey dude, this guy, he's continuously improving. He got on a better team this week. In in my opinion, 
Man, I think they're going to, I think he's like the AM to watch. I think he is. And I there's, think he's, there's the allegations of him cheating. Next. He's not spoiler alert. Um, at least I don't think he is community creations. No. Halo memes every day. Right. Halo memes every day. Reddit.com forward slash R forward slash Halo memes. Clips of the week. Number one forty by high tag redneck that released today. Uprising Halo book club book club. Podcast Evolved, you know what it is. Shyway put out a video, very informative. It's titled, I tried every setting in Halo Infinite so you don't have to. So if you want to get some insight as to what the fuck some things do in the settings menu, because there's a lot of them, check out that video. Very insightful. A really, really good video as well was Eclipse Episode 1, Here to Stay, HCS Raleigh documentary by E United. Uh, great production value. Um, great video all around. So, yeah. Also, I don't think we said this before, but I just want to say this, uh, shout out to Chig, who is the coach on, um, United, if I'm not mistaken, just shout out to you for, for just, we kind of interrupted you at Raleigh while you were doing your job. And, uh, thank you for the, <laughs> taking the time to have a conversation. It was really nice yeah. over on the featured station. Um, Behind the Curls, Inside the Mind of Ryanoob, episode four by Ryanoob. Uh, and also, I, I just love the name of that se- that series, Behind the Curls. The man's got curly oh, yeah. hair. It's great. It's good. Um, The Women of Halo Twitter account. This is a newly created Twitter account. Love that this was made. And their bio states creating a safe, positive space for women and non-binary gamers to connect and grow. Ask about our Discord server of over 400-plus members. That's fucking awesome. So if you want a spot that it, that contains all um, the women's tournaments, leagues, whatever it may be, follow them on Twitter, join their Discord, and fucking grow with them. And then there's something that the last one I want to hit on here is a question that we've received in our, in our discord um, and something I've seen online consistently. So for those who are new to the show, those who are looking for this, here is something for you. A halo eights discord server. This is by Connor Hall and Jonathan. Uh, Connor states the beta for our fully developed halo eights discord is live. I won't spoil everything here, but it's going to resolve nearly every issue the community has been encountering featuring matchmaking, a true ranking system, player reporting, and more. You can give it a go with the link included again in the Google Doc of the show to the show, exclamation point show notes in chat, or if you're listening to it, uh, the VOD or the audio version of the show, it's in the description. Bada bing, bada boom. And then Jonathan states on Reddit, we've built out a Discord server with the goal of enhancing your daily competitor's experience when wanting to step in the battlefield. Here's what you can expect. Extremely simple queue function that you can join instantly by yourself. Slash queue and you're in. Step-by-step guidelines are built into server channel to allow everyone easy access on how to use our functions. A true ranking gauge beginning with placement matches following with the lowest rank being 10 and the highest rank being S. We were to assume rank S should be populated with the best of the best players in Halo. The goal is to have the best upcoming talent to professional players populate this rank, which should greatly assist with consistency as well as discoverability. Want to join the best? Grind through our ranking system, gain ELO with every win. A ticket and reporting system embedded directly into the core of the server, with bans and suspension distributed directly from server moderators. 
We want everyone to have a hacking and toxic-free experience. Looking for a team for the next HCS Cup? Or are you wanting to find a scrim to practice with your team tonight? We got you covered here. Use our LFT looking for team role and chat log. Feedback system embedded into the server. We'll be actively listening to our community about requested changes and optimizations. We'll communicate our process to improve functions daily with moderators and server developers on standby. And finally, events and announcements included in the server, which we plan to utilize in the future. Some events are already in the works. Server is currently in beta, so there'll be plenty of additions coming down the line. I've noticed the issues and complaints raised here on the subreddit about users' Halo Infinite ranked experience, so I thought it'd be best to share it with you all directly. I'll attach a link into this post that you guys can join directly. Feel free to hop in and instantly join the queue to play some sweaty ranked Halo games. I'll also answer any questions you guys may have here on the post. That's the Reddit post, by the way. Again, Google Doc of the show to the show. Yeah. Will, that is all yeah. I got. They're full. That's it. That's it. We did it. We got through the fucking, you know, we got through the, the, this thing that, that we do every week. The show. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, if anybody wanted an update on the score of the, uh, the, the Cardinals Rams game right now. If um, not plug your ears. Well, yeah, I was going to say, if you're a Cardinals fan, you might want to plug your ears because it's currently 21 to nothing at halftime. Going to the Rams. So the Cowboys almost came back. Almost. Cardinals might be no, I, to be honest, I'm rooting for Stafford because like he was on the Lions, right? Yes. And now he's got a team. Yes. Maybe he can actually do something for once. Yes. I want him. Yes. <laughs> I want all the doubters. Just be I just, I just don't want to be wrong. So I, I want all the doubters to be wrong. Because I truly believe in my gut that he was he was just on the fucking Lions, you know? He's on a good team now. Birdman, you have a great night as well. Will, since that's it for the show, would you mind lugging the show? Yes. You, yes, you can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. We're on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify, and others as well. Pocket Cast! You- you can find us in our Discord. Links provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. It's also below the stream on our Twitter, in our link tree. Go find it if you want to join the Discord. Or exclamation point Discord and chat. If you want to join us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, we're on those social media sites. Go ch- check us out. If you want to see our YouTube videos, which is just our show, it's posted there on YouTube slash HES Pro Talk. You can find us on Twitch as well. You can also find us at our website, HESProTalk.com with links to other things and all things HGS Pro Talk there. And don't forget about the fine folks at Podcast Evolved. Make sure to check out halopodcast.com. Your, your home for Halo. Halo. Where you can see more Halo stuff, lore, missions, books, blocks, and top Halo news stories in all of their shows. Please go check out the fine folks at halopodcast.com. That's, that's it for me. Have a great night. Josh, close it on out. Will, thank you so much for reading through those. And ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 218 of HGS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. If you're listening to the audio version of the show, I want to thank you very much for watching. If you're here live, thank you so much for tuning in live. If you're listening, if you're watching the VOD, hey, love you too. Hope you guys have a great night. We had a lot of great discussion in this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, We'll be back next week to hopefully, again, not talk about bullshit that happens 
in this community that we adore. Um, <laughs> guys, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you next week. But until then, bye-bye.